The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. Time to rise and shine and pray. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Wednesday, June 29, 2022. Wednesday of the 13th week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's liturgical year C, cycle 2. Wednesday is a day to pray the glorious mysteries of the Rosary. And today is the Solemnity of Saints Peter and Paul. The New Testament clearly shows Peter as the leader of the Apostles, chosen by Jesus to have a special relationship with him. It's a great comfort to know that Peter also has his human weaknesses even in the presence of Jesus. He generously gave up all things, but then asked, what are we going to get for all this? At the Last Supper, he vows that he will never deny Jesus, and then swears to a servant maid that he's never known the man. Jesus forgives him and tells Peter to feed his lambs and his sheep. Now, Paul had been the most Pharisaic of Pharisees, the most legalistic of Mosaic lawyers. Now he suddenly appears to other Jews as a heretical welcomer of Gentiles, a traitor and apostate. Paul's central conviction was simple and absolute. Only God can save humanity. No human effort, even the most scrupulous observance of law, can create a human good which we can bring to God as reparation and payment for grace. Humanity must open itself completely to the saving power of Jesus. Both Peter and Paul were martyred in about the year 64 A.D. Saints Peter and Paul, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. Oh Jesus, I come before you at the beginning of this day. I gaze at your face. I look upon your side, pierced by the lance. Your wounded heart speaks to me of God's love poured out for us. Take, Lord, and receive my heart, the words of faith that I speak, the works of justice I would do, my joys and sufferings. When I come to the Eucharistic table, gather my offerings to your own for the life of the world. At the end of the day, place me with Mary, your mother, and for her sake, take me to your heart. Amen. And we join Pope Francis in praying for Christian families around the world. May they embody and experience unconditional love and advance in holiness in their daily lives. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. Well, happy feast of Saints Peter and Paul. I always associate this feast day with with Rome. Uh, I lived there for many years. And Rome, of course, was the place of their martyrdom. Tradition holds that both of these apostles, the great apostles, Peter and Paul, died in the same year, 64, 
during Nero's persecution of the Christians. And on the site of their burials, great basilicas have been built. In fact, two of the major basilicas of Rome are San Pietro in Vaticano and San Paolo Fuorimuri, St. Peter on Vatican Hill, where he was buried, and St. Paul outside the walls, where he was killed and, 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 and buried. And there we have two beautiful basilicas where, on a day like today, many Christians go to pay their homage to these great fathers of the faith, those who ran before us, leading the way to Christ. I once heard the testimony of an American bishop after his ad limina visit to Rome a few years ago. And the visit ad limina means to the threshold. It's the visit that bishops all over the world do periodically to visit the threshold of the apostles, right? To come to the tombs of Peter and Paul. And then, of course, also to visit with the successor of Peter, the Pope, the Holy Father. And so this, this bishop, he, uh, he, he shares his, his remembrance of doing that a couple years ago. He says, so the first day of the trip, you know, we went to the tomb of Peter. And the last day of the trip, we went to the tomb of Paul. And though I had been there before, I found myself just really in an unexpected way, moved by that experience. We had Mass there in the Basilica of St. Paul, and all of us bishops who were in full liturgical regalia with mitres and everything, we went down after Mass to what's called the Confessio, a little area below the main altar. And there, you can see the sarcophagus of St. Paul. And we knelt there in this confessio, all dressed in our regalia with our mitres and our, our robes, praying. And I'll confess to you a certain feeling, not quite of shame, but of just sheer unworthiness as I knelt there in all that regalia of a bishop and thinking, am I in any way worthy to be called a successor of the apostles, a successor of St. Paul? But then as I prayed further, I thought, and perhaps this was a grace of the Holy Spirit, I, I was reminded of how often Paul himself felt unworthy. So the risen Jesus appeared to him, and Paul knew that he was an apostle. He'd been sent on behalf of Jesus to the Gentiles. But at the same time, he felt, I'm unworthy of this because I've been a great persecutor of the church. Yes, he is the apostle to the Gentiles, but he had spent a part of his life persecuting the church, so he felt unworthy of the call. He also says that even though he was on a mission of proclamation, he felt that he wasn't impressive in physical appearance and especially in speech, a bit like Moses, who, you know, felt that he wasn't a proper spokesperson. So Paul felt, why should I be given a ministry of proclamation? And then there is that famous text, where Paul speaks about the thorn in his flesh, which could have been a physical ailment or some kind of psychological struggle, maybe a spiritual feeling of inadequacy. Who knows what it was? But Paul says, three times I begged you, Lord, that you take it away from me. I begged you over and over and over again. 
this unworthy, this suffering figure of Paul, incapable, it seems, of the task that he was given, that was St. Paul. And the beautiful response to his prayer, when he says, Lord, take this thorn away from me, and the Lord says, in your weakness, my power reaches perfection. And so Christ's grace is enough for Paul. And so for me too, in that moment, there in the confessio, I felt this kind of identification with Paul, even in my feeling of unworthiness. What a powerful image for us to consider today on this feast of the saints Peter and Paul. That powerful image of a bishop and all of his regalia, all of his fancy clothes, feeling the crushing sense of his own unworthiness. Don't we often feel the same? Especially since we're all called to be apostles of Christ. Probably not as bishops, but apostles all the same. By the simple reason of our baptism, we are called to be apostles of Jesus Christ. And we're tasked with bringing the gospel to so many people, far and wide, just like Peter, just like Paul. But we have to remember what is at the very heart of Paul's teaching, the primacy of grace, despite our limitations and our defects. This need that we all have to rely on God's grace above all else. And we can reread that quote from Paul. He says, Therefore, that I might not become too elated, elated by the revelations that God was giving him of heaven, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, an angel of Satan, to beat me, to keep me from being, from being too elated. Three times I begged the Lord about this, that it might leave me. But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for power is made perfect in weakness. And then Paul continues, I will rather boast most gladly of my weaknesses in order that the power of Christ may dwell with me. Therefore, I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and constraints for the sake of Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Jesus, each time we pray, each day that we spend these minutes with you, we are reminded of two things, both of our weakness and inadequacy, but also of our power when we place ourselves in your presence and count on your help, on your grace. We begin each time of prayer saying, I ask your pardon for my sins and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. We consider both our unworthiness, our limitation, our sinfulness, but also of your power, Lord. And so prayer, prayer is a great, powerful thing. It makes us all powerful because it opens us up to the transformative effects of grace. And we become real champions. I mean, look at Peter and Paul. They turned the Roman Empire on its head. And in a very short amount of time, only 30 years until they became martyrs. Have a sporting spirit, empowered by grace. That is our calling, to run the race to the end of its course. We can finish by reading this beautiful passage that we'll read in the second reading of today's Mass from Paul. I, Paul, am already being poured out like a libation, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have completed well. Sorry, I have competed well. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. From now on, the crown of righteousness awaits me, which the Lord, the just judge, 
will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but to all who have longed for his appearance. Jesus, Paul, perhaps is thinking of each one of us when he says, for all those who have longed for your appearance. We long for your appearance, Jesus, and we long to, to struggle to the end, right? to finish the race, to run the race to the end of its course. And we can look to Our Lady, she who runs before us. She is the, the precursor. She is the one who is the, the first apostle, we could say. And she who awaits us in heaven, cheers us on as we run this race that was run by the apostles, Peter and Paul. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations that you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help in putting them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. You'll find more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. It's 16 minutes past the hour, and this is Daybreak. It's the Solemnity of Saints Peter and Paul, Wednesday, June 29th, 2022. I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. We join the whole church in prayer now. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips. And and my my mouth will will proclaim proclaim your praise. praise. Come, let us worship the Lord, the King of Apostles. Alleluia. Come, let us sing to the Lord and shout with joy to the Rock who saves us. Let us approach him with praise and thanksgiving, and sing joyful songs to the Lord. The Lord is God, the mighty God, the great King over all the gods. He holds in his hands the depths of the earth, and the highest mountains as well. He made the sea, it belongs to him, the dry land too, for it was formed by his hands. Come then, let us bow down and worship, bending the knee before the Lord our Maker, for he is our God and we are his people, the flock he shepherds. Today listen to the voice of the Lord. Do not grow stubborn as your fathers did in the wilderness. When at Meribah and Massah they challenged me and provoked me, although they had seen all of my works. Forty years I endured that generation. I said, they are a people whose hearts go astray, and they do not know my ways. So I swore in my anger, they shall not enter into my rest. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the the beginning. beginning is now and will be forever. Amen. 
Come, let us worship the Lord, the King of Apostles. Alleluia. If you love me, Simon Peter, feed my sheep. If you, if you love, love me, Simon Peter, Peter feed, feed my, my sheep. The heavens proclaim the glory of God, and the firmament shows forth the work of his hands. Day unto day takes up the story, and night unto night makes known the message. No speech, no word, no voice is heard, yet their span extends through all the earth, their words to the utmost bounds of the world. There he has placed a tent for the sun. It comes forth like a bridegroom coming from his tent, rejoices like a champion to run its course. At the end of the sky is the rising of the sun. To the furthest end of the sky is its course. There is nothing concealed from its burning heat. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it, As it was, was in the beginning, beginning is now, now and, and will be forever. forever. Amen. If, if you, you love me, Simon Peter, feed my, my sheep. For me, life is Christ, and death is gain. I must glory in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. For, For me, me, life is Christ, and death is gain. I must glory in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hear my voice, O God, as I complain. Guard my life from the dread of the foe. Hide me from the band of the wicked, from the throng of those who do evil. They sharpen their tongues like swords. They aim bitter words like arrows to shoot at the innocent from ambush, shooting suddenly and recklessly. They scheme their evil course. They conspire to lay secret snares. They say, who will see us? Who can search out our crimes. He will search who searches the mind and knows the depths of the heart. God has shot them with his arrow and dealt them sudden wounds. Their own tongue has brought them to ruin, and all who see them mock. Then will all men fear. They will tell what God has done. They will understand God's deeds. The just will rejoice in the Lord and fly to him for refuge. All the upright hearts will glory. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As, As it was, was in the beginning, beginning is, is now, and, and will, will be forever. Amen. For me, life is Christ, and death is gain. I must glory in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, if it is you, bid me walk across the waters. Lord, if it is you, bid me walk across the waters. The Lord is King, let earth rejoice. Let all the coastlands be glad. Cloud and darkness are his raiment, his throne, justice and right. A fire prepares his path. It burns up his foes on every side. His lightnings light up the world. The earth trembles at the sight. The mountains melt like wax before the Lord of all the earth. 
The skies proclaim his justice. All people see his glory. Let those who serve idols be ashamed, those who boast of their worthless gods. All you spirits worship him. Zion hears and is glad. The people of Judah rejoice because of your judgments, O Lord. For you indeed are the Lord, most high above all the earth, exalted far above all spirits. The Lord loves those who hate evil. He guards the souls of his saints. He sets them free from the wicked. Light shines forth for the just, and joy for the upright of heart. Rejoice, you just, in the Lord. Give glory to his holy name. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it, as was, it was in the, the beginning, beginning, is now, now and, and will, will be forever. forever. Amen. Lord, if it is you, bid me walk across the waters. The word of the Lord lives forever. This, this is, is the good news that, that has been preached to you. A reading from a letter of the Apostle Paul to the Galatians. The time came when he who had set me apart before I was born and called me by his favor chose to reveal his Son to me that I might spread among the Gentiles the good tidings concerning him. Immediately, without seeking human advisors or even going to Jerusalem to see those who were apostles before me, I went off to Arabia. Later I returned to Damascus. Three years after that, I went up to Jerusalem to get to know Cephas, with whom I stayed fifteen days. I did not meet any other apostles except James, the brother of the Lord. I declare before God that what I have just written is true. Thereafter, I entered the regions of Syria and Cilicia, the communities of Christ in Judea had no idea what I looked like. They had only heard that he who was formerly persecuting us is now preaching the faith he tried to destroy, and they gave glory to God on my account. Then, after fourteen years, I went up to Jerusalem again with Barnabas, this time taking Titus with me. I went prompted by a revelation, and I laid out for their scrutiny the gospel as I presented to the Gentiles, all this in private conference with the leaders, to make sure the course I was pursuing, or had pursued, was not useless. Not even Titus, who was with me, was ordered to undergo circumcision, despite his being a Greek. Certain false claimants to the title of brother were smuggled in. They wormed their way into the group to spy on the freedom we enjoy in Christ Jesus and thereby to make slaves of us. But we did not submit to them for a moment. We resisted so that the truth of the gospel might survive intact for your benefit. Those who were regarded as important, however, and it makes no difference to me how prominent they were, God plays no favorites, made me add nothing. On the contrary, 
recognizing that I had been entrusted with the gospel for the uncircumcised, just as Peter was for the circumcised. For he who worked through Peter as his apostle among the Jews had been at work in me for the Gentiles. And recognizing, too, the favor bestowed on me, those who were the acknowledged pillars, James, Cephas, and John, gave Barnabas and me the handclasp of fellowship, signifying that we should go to the Gentiles as they to the Jews. The only stipulation was that we should be mindful of the poor, the one thing that I was making every effort to do. You are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be held bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be held loosed in heaven. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. From a sermon by St. Augustine, Bishop This day has been made holy by the passion of the blessed apostles Peter and Paul. We are therefore not talking about some obscure martyrs, for their voice has gone forth to all the world and to the ends of the earth their message. These martyrs realized what they taught, they pursued justice, they confessed the truth, they died for it. St. Peter, the first of the apostles and a fervent lover of Christ, merited to hear these words, I say to you that you are Peter. For he had said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Then Christ said, And I say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church. On this rock I will build the faith that you now confess, and on your words, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. I will build my church. For you are Peter, and the name Peter comes from Petra, the word for rock, and not vice versa. Peter comes, therefore, from Petra, just as Christian comes from Christ. As you are aware, Jesus chose his disciples before his passion and called them apostles. And among these, almost everywhere, Peter alone deserved to represent the entire church. And because of that role, which he alone had, he merited to hear the words, To you I shall give the keys of the kingdom of heaven. For it was not one man who received the keys, but the entire church considered as one. Now insofar as he represented the unity and universality of the church, Peter's preeminence is clear from the words, To you I give, for what was given was given to all. For the fact that it was the church that received the keys of the kingdom of God is clear from what the Lord says elsewhere to all the apostles. Receive the Holy Spirit, adding immediately, whose sins you forgive, they are forgiven, and whose sins you retain, they are retained. Rightly then did the Lord, after his resurrection, entrust Peter with the feeding of his sheep. Yet he was not the only disciple to merit the feeding of the Lord's sheep, but Christ, in speaking only to one, 
suggests the unity of all, and so he speaks to Peter, because Peter is first among the apostles. Therefore, do not be disheartened, Peter. Reply once. Reply twice. Reply a third time. The triple confession of your love is to regain what was lost three times by your fear. You must loose three times what you bound three times. Untie by love that which your fear bound. Once and again, and a third time, did the Lord entrust his sheep to Peter. Both apostles share the same feast day, for these two were one. And even though they suffered on different days, they were as one. Peter went first, and Paul followed. And so we celebrate this day, made holy for us by the apostles' blood. Let us embrace what they believed, their life, their labors, their sufferings, their preachings, and their confession of faith. Blessed Apostle Paul, preacher of the truth and teacher of the Gentiles. You are truly worthy of praise. Through you all peoples have come to know God's grace. You are truly worthy of praise. You are God, we praise you. You are the Lord, we acclaim you. You are the Eternal Father. All creation worships you. To you, all angels, all the powers of heaven, cherubim and seraphim sing in endless praise. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. The glorious company of apostles praise you. The noble fellowship of prophets praise you. The white-robed army of martyrs praise you. Throughout the world the Holy Church acclaims you. Father of majesty unbounded, your true and only Son, worthy of all worship and the Holy Spirit, advocate and guide. You, Christ, are the King of glory, the eternal Son of the Father. When you became man to set us free, you did not spurn the virgin's womb. You overcame the sting of death and opened the kingdom of heaven to all believers. You are seated at God's right hand in glory. We believe that you will come and be our judge. Come then, Lord, and help your people. 
bought with the price of your own blood. And bring us with your saints to glory everlasting. Let us pray. Grant, we pray, O Lord our God, that we may be sustained by the intercession of the blessed apostles Peter and Paul, that as through them you gave your church the foundations of her heavenly office, so through them you may help her to eternal salvation. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. 22 minutes before the hour, and we'll take a look at today's gospel in just a few minutes, along with In Conversation with God and Morning Prayer on Daybreak, on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's the Solemnity of Saints Peter and Paul. I'm Paul Sadek, and this is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, the Lord confirms Peter as the leader of the apostles. From the 16th chapter of the Gospel of Matthew. Now when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do men say that the Son of Man is? Some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter replied, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the powers of death shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, daily and Sunday Mass readings are on the relevant radio app. Peter and Paul were interesting characters. Peter was a simple fisherman who actually denied Christ three times after accepting him. And Paul was an avowed enemy of the church until his conversion. Today, let's take a look at Peter. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 6, Special Feasts. This first meeting with the Master was not the definitive calling, but from that moment on, Peter felt himself captivated by the steady gaze and by the entire person of Jesus. He did not give up his job as a fisherman, but listened to the master's teachings, accompanying him on several occasions and witnessing many of his miracles. It is quite probable that he was present at the first miracle of Jesus in Cana of Galilee, where he would have met Mary, the mother of Jesus. We know that he afterwards went down with our Lord to Capernaum. One day on the shore of the lake, after an exceptional and indeed miraculous catch of fish, Jesus did extend to Peter a definitive invitation to follow him. 
Peter obeyed immediately, his heart having already been gradually prepared by grace. Leaving everything, he followed Christ as a disciple, one who is prepared to share the lot of his master in all things. One day in Caesarea Philippi, while they are out walking, Jesus asks his disciples, Who do you say that I am? Simon Peter replies, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Immediately afterwards, Christ solemnly promises him the primacy of the whole church. How Peter must have remembered those words addressed to him a couple of years earlier on the day his brother Andrew took him to Christ. You will be called Cephas. Peter did not change as quickly as his name had changed. He did not display from one day to next the firmness that his new name denoted. As well as a faith firm as a rock, we see in Peter an impulsive character that sometimes wavers. There is even one occasion when Jesus has to reprove the man who is going to be the very foundation of his church for being a hindrance to him. God reckons upon the passage of sufficient time to bring about the formation of each one of the friends he has chosen to be instruments. Meanwhile, he simply counts on their goodwill. If we have the same goodwill as Peter, and if we are docile to grace, we too will be turned into instruments fit to serve the Master and to carry out the mission he has entrusted to us. If we start over and over again, if we turn to Jesus, if we open our hearts in spiritual direction, everything, even those events that seem to go against us, even our mistakes and our lack of determination, will help us to come closer to Jesus, who, like a sculptor with a block of marble, never tires of smoothing out our roughnesses. And then, like Peter, we will hear at moments of difficulty those same words, O oh, man of little faith, why did you doubt? And we will see Jesus, not far away at all, holding out his hand to us. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. You'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. Thirteen minutes before the hour, we continue praying. We join the whole church. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. the one whom I have trusted, and I am certain that he, the just judge, has power to keep safe what he has entrusted to me until that day. I know that the one whom I have trusted, and I am certain that he, the just judge, has power to keep safe what he has entrusted to me until that day. O oh God, 
You are my God, for you I long. For you my soul is thirsting. My body pines for you, like a dry, weary land without water. So I gaze on you in the sanctuary to see your strength and your glory. For your love is better than life. My lips will speak your praise. So I will bless you all my life. In your name I will lift up my hands. My soul shall be filled as with a banquet. My mouth shall praise you with joy. On my bed I remember you. On you I muse through the night. For you have been my help. In the shadow of your wings I rejoice. My soul clings to you. Your right hand holds me fast. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As As it was in the beginning, is is now, now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. I know the the one whom I have trusted, and I am certain that he, the just judge, has power to keep safe what he has entrusted to me until that day. God's grace in me has not been without fruit, It is always at work in me. God's God's grace in me me has has not been without fruit. It It is always at work in me. Bless the Lord, all you works of the Lord. Praise and exalt him above all forever. Angels of the Lord, bless the Lord. You heavens, bless the Lord. All you waters above the heavens, bless the Lord. All you hosts of the Lord, Bless the Lord. Sun and moon, bless the Lord. Stars of heaven, bless the Lord. Every shower and dew, bless the Lord. All you winds, bless the Lord. Fire and heat, bless the Lord. Cold and chill, bless the Lord. Dew and rain, bless the Lord. Frost and chill, bless the Lord. Ice and snow, Bless the Lord. Nights and days, bless the Lord. Light and darkness, bless the Lord. Lightnings and clouds, bless the Lord. Let the earth bless the Lord. Praise and exalt Him above all forever. Mountains and hills, bless the Lord. Everything growing from the earth, bless the Lord. You springs, bless the Lord. Seas and rivers, bless the Lord. You dolphins and all water creatures, bless the Lord. All you birds of the air, bless the Lord. All you beasts, wild and tame, bless the Lord. You sons of men, bless the Lord. O Israel, bless the Lord. Praise and exalt him above all forever. Priests of the Lord, bless the Lord. Servants of the Lord, bless the Lord. Spirits and souls of the just, bless the Lord. Holy men of humble heart, bless the Lord. Hananiah, Azariah, Mishael, bless the Lord. Praise and exalt him above all forever. Let us bless the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Let us praise and exalt him above all forever. Blessed are you, Lord in the firmament of heaven, praiseworthy and glorious and exalted above all forever. God's God's grace in me 
has has not not been without without fruit. It It is always at work in me. I have fought the good fight. I have run the race to the finish. I have kept the faith. I have have fought fought the good fight. I have have run the race to the finish. I have have kept kept the faith. Sing a new song to the Lord, His praise in the assembly of the faithful. Let Israel rejoice in its Maker. Let Zion's sons exult in their King. Let them praise His name with dancing and make music with timbrel and harp. For the Lord takes delight in His people. He crowns the poor with salvation. Let the faithful rejoice in their glory, shout for joy, and take their rest. Let the praise of God be on their lips, and a two-edged sword in their hand, to deal out vengeance to the nations and punishment on all the peoples, to bind their kings in chains and their nobles in fetters of iron, to carry out the sentence preordained. This honor falls for all his faithful. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. I have fought the good fight. I have run the race to the finish. I have kept the faith. A reading from the first letter of Peter. Beloved, rejoice in the measure that you share Christ's sufferings. When his glory is revealed, you will rejoice exultantly. Happy are you when you are insulted for the sake of Christ, for then God's Spirit in its glory has come to rest on you. They gave up their lives for the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. They They gave gave up their their lives for the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. They went forth rejoicing, because they have been found worthy to suffer insult. For For the the name name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. They They gave up their lives for the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Simon Peter said, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life, and we believe, and we are convinced that you are the Christ, the Son of God. Alleluia. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our lives. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord, to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death 
and to to guide our feet into the the way of peace. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Simon Peter said, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life, and we believe, and we are convinced that you are the Christ, the Son of God. Alleluia. The Lord Jesus built his holy people on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. In faith, let us pray. Bless your church, O Lord. You prayed that the faith of Peter would not fail. Strengthen the faith of your church. Bless your church, O Lord. You appeared to Peter after your resurrection, and you appeared to Saul on the road to Damascus. Strengthen our faith so that we may steadfastly proclaim that you have risen from the dead. Bless your church, O Lord. You chose Paul as an apostle to preach your message to the Gentiles. Make us faithful preachers of your gospel. Bless your Your church, O Lord. You mercifully forgave Peter's denials. Forgive us all our sins. Bless Bless your church, O Lord. With the longing for the coming of God's kingdom, let us offer our prayer to the Father. Our Father, who Who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Let us pray. Grant, we pray, O Lord our God, that we may be sustained by the intercession of the blessed apostles Peter and Paul that as through them you gave your church the foundations of her heavenly office, so through them you may help her to eternal salvation. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. And a happy feast day to anyone named Peter or Paul. That, of course, includes me and my brother. Morning air is coming up in just a few minutes. I'm Paul Sadek. I'll see you tomorrow morning. Go out now, make this a great day, and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio. Relevant Radio.